what I thought was a given and what I think all of us as a college football watching society thought was a given may be in jeopardy after the latest report out of the SEC spring meetings. You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And do not forget, you can also find us on YouTube as well. So you can listen to the podcast on the go on your preferred podcast platform. But you can also watch us on your smart TV, on your smartphone, on your laptop, however you want to watch us. Just appreciate you for being here. My name is Caroline Fenton. and I am your host, as I am every single day. You can follow and interact with me on Twitter at carolinefenton one you can follow along for podcast updates at Locked on LSU. And today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Well, let's get into it. So let's rewind. Let's go back to two summers ago. Really, you know, dig deep back in the memory. Oklahoma and Texas announced that they were going to join the SEC, which caused bedlam in SEC circles. And it caused bedlam amongst college football fans, amongst other leagues in college football. Clearly, we saw that with the Big Ten as they scrambled to pick up a couple more pieces in USC and UCLA the following summer. And so let's go back a few months. Once the the talk started getting serious and real, once it got closer, Once Texas and Oklahoma announced that they would join the SEC one year early, originally supposed to be 2025, and then Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were willing to put the cash forward that it would take to exit the Big 12 TV deal early. So then it got real. Then it wasn't just, oh yeah, Texas and Oklahoma are joining the SEC. It was, what does the SEC look like when Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC? What does the schedule look like with 16 teams? Can you have eight team divisions? What makes the most sense for the SEC moving forward? That's where the two models emerged. The eight game and the nine game. The one seven and the three six, if you want to call it that. So the eight game model was one permanent rival and seven rotating games throughout the SEC. The uh, the 3-6 model, the nine-game model, would add one more, one additional conference game to each SEC team schedule, but they would play three permanent rivalries with six rotating SEC games. I think we all were kind of in agreement that the nine-game model just made the most sense because what makes the SEC so great is its rivalries is its traditions. And what makes the SEC so great is that every school has multiple rivalries. Every team has multiple games that are kind of circled as traditions. You know, Tennessee doesn't just have Vanderbilt. Tennessee has Alabama, and Tennessee has Florida, and Tennessee has Georgia. LSU doesn't just have Alabama. 
LSU also has Florida and Texas A&M and Ole Miss and Arkansas. I mean, the examples go on and on and on. Auburn doesn't just have Alabama. Auburn also has Georgia, the South's oldest rivalry. So, I mean, I could go on and on about the, the secondary and the tertiary rivalries that exist within the, within the SEC that, for the most part, would have been protected by the nine-game model. That you don't just have that one go-to rivalry every single year. That you get three that you get to keep alive. Because it's hard enough to abandon yearly rivalries, period. So maintain as many as you possibly can. That would still allow you to play those rivalry games and have that tradition every single year while adding a little bit more variety into the schedule. That's something that Greg Sankey mentioned that he wanted to do. Georgia has never traveled to College Station. Never. Since Texas A&M entered the SEC in 2012. It's been 10 years. Georgia and Texas A&M have played once. I can see how that's a problem. That if you're going to be in the same conference, you need to play each other maybe more than once every 10 years. So I, I see the argument for that. I don't necessarily agree with it. Give me tradition over variety. But I, I see that... The argument exists for that. But what has changed? Well, coaches, athletic directors, Greg Sankey, leaders in the SEC, they're all in Destin this week for the SEC spring meeting. So we'll have a ton of tea and a whole lot of, a lot of talk and news coming out from Destin this week. But one of the most recent reports coming out from SEC spring meetings, and this was broken by, uh, by Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, a guy that I know we all know and love is that the SEC officials are prepared to keep the eight-game conference schedule model for at least the first season of the 16-team league in 2024. Now, that's no guarantee that the eight-game model would not be the model in the schedule moving forward. Greg Sankey was taking questions about the SEC scheduling. He was very adamant in not showing his preference for a schedule model. All the questions were about nine-game models. And he came out and said, is nobody going to ask me about the advantages of an eight-game season? That, to me, told me all that I need to know. That Greg Sankey prefers the eight-game model. That Greg Sankey is willing to flex that muscle of superiority in order to maintain an eight-game conference schedule. And I will remind all of you why that is. Money. It is all about money. This is a completely money-driven league. And look, I get it. It's not sec.gov, okay? It is a, a for-profit business, especially now when it really does feel like an arms race. No pun intended. But it really does feel like an arms race between the SEC and the Big Ten and other Power Five programs to maintain the quote-unquote top dog. It's all about money. Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC was all about money. A 12-team playoff, it's all about money. And an eight-game schedule is all about money. Why Greg Sankey is pushing an eight-game schedule, at least for the 2024 season, is all about cash. And I'll explain why coming up next. And what that means for LSU. 
We'll get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to one up to excuse me up to $2,500. They're up in the ante. It's getting serious over there at the FanDuel Sportsbook. That is $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. So, what I love about betting on FanDuel is they just make it so easy. The interface is so easy to to jump around and to explore. FanDuel makes same-game parlays, or just parlays in general, so easy because they've got great promotions going on every single day. And with FanDuel, I always know that I'm going to get paid instantly, and I know that my bank account information, all of my financial information, all of my information is going to be safe and secure. There is no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. No space. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. We heard Brian Kelly speak with Paul Feinbaum at the SEC Spring Meetings. What Brian Kelly had to say about the program, the newfound expectations going into this season, all that coming up tomorrow on the Locked on LSU podcast. But let's continue as the SEC spring meetings have given us a nice little tidbit of information that the SEC is fully prepared to keep an eight-game conference schedule model for at least the first season of the 16-team league in 2024. So Texas and Oklahoma joined in 2024. In 2024, it is looking like it's more likely than not that every SEC team will have one permanent rivalry with seven rotating games, one permanent, seven rotating in an eight game conference schedule. And this is all a move motivated by money. And I think that's a bad thing. I think that that's a bad thing because this is what it's all about. Greg Sankey has told us so many times that they want to maintain the tradition of the Southeastern conference, that they want to maintain the tradition of these rivalries He said, after all, that's why we wanted to bring Texas into the SEC was to maintain that Texas A&M-Texas rivalry. Give me a break. That's absolutely not why you did that. You did that because Texas and Oklahoma are two of the biggest cash cows in college football. You didn't care about the rivalry. If you did care about the rivalry, then you wouldn't adopt an eight-game conference schedule. Because in an eight-game conference schedule, Texas and Texas A&M would not play. So don't give me the crap about maintaining rivalries. If you cared about maintaining rivalries, you would make that a priority instead of maintaining simply one and being care and and being guaranteed more than just one. Another reason why Greg Sankey wants to adopt this eight-game conference schedule, at least for now, is because of player safety. Because one additional conference game is inevitably going to be harder on the bodies of the players than playing, you know, in East-West Washington State Community College. Fine. 
that's a totally fair and valid argument. Whenever we're talking about player safety, player empowerment, what's best for the players, I absolutely will listen and I absolutely will side on the air of player safety, what's best for the players. But that all seems just like a a pretty weak excuse because nobody was talking about player safety when we were talking about a 12-team college football playoff because that means more games. That means more pressure on the bodies of the players. That means that in a 12-team college football playoff, players are essentially playing an NFL schedule, 16, 17 games. Nobody was talking about player safety then. You know why? Because it meant more money. Because in a 12-team playoff, it meant more opportunities for revenue. In a 12-team playoff, it meant that more SEC teams would have the ability to make the playoff, which would mean more money for the Southeastern Conference, which would mean more money for Greg Sankey. So don't give me the shtick about player safety because I think player safety is of utmost importance in this league, in any sport. But it didn't matter in a 12-team playoff. So now all of a sudden it does matter when we're talking about SEC scheduling. I don't buy it. Another reason why Greg Sankey wanted to adopt the eight-game schedule is because it's just cutting it too close to cancel that one additional out-of-conference game in the 2024 schedule. No, it's not. Pay them off. Pay them off. It's easy. Say, hey, South Harmon Institute of Technology, we are going to change our conference scheduling for the 2024 season, so we're no longer going to play you in 2024. Here's $2 million. Sorry for the inconvenience. We'll see you down the road. Best of luck. Because I guarantee you the money that these individual institutions and that the conference will make with that nine-game conference schedule, with a Alabama, Texas A&M, with an LSU Ole Miss, guarantee you that that game is going to be worth way more than whatever you're going to have to pay off those, you know, cupcake games on everyone's schedule. That's easily fixed. It's not a big deal. Tennessee was supposed to play Army this past season. They paid him off, said, nope, we don't want to play you anymore. Pretty sure they gave them a couple months' notice. I think they'll be okay. I think that they can live with it. I just think overall that this is a bad thing because it's all money motivated. If ESPN was willing to dish out the cash, the additional cash that that ninth conference game schedule would be worth, I believe I read in on three that that would be about $5 million. If ESPN was willing to dish that out, then a nine-game conference schedule wouldn't even be in question. It very easily would just become a thing. But ESPN's not really willing to dish out that cash, at least for the 2024 season. So that's why it's up in the air. Because if it doesn't mean additional money and additional revenue for the conference, it looks like they're not willing to do it. This is a conference that was built on tradition. This is a conference that was built on excellence. This is a conference that was built on the rivalries that have been played back into the early 1900s. Georgia and Auburn is the South's oldest rivalry. LSU-Alabama goes back, you know, generations. All of those games 
that have built the Southeastern Conference into the most powerful and the most dominant conference in college football are all in jeopardy. And it's because of the pockets of the people who are making these decisions. And so I think that this is a bad thing. This is a very, very bad thing. Because the priorities by the powers that be in the Southeastern Conference become more and more prevalent and become more and more obvious. We are going to watch college football games no matter what. We're going to watch LSU no matter who they play. But I don't want to exist in a world where LSU and Ole Miss don't play every single year. I don't want to exist in a world where LSU and Alabama don't play every single year. I don't want to exist in a world where LSU and Auburn and Florida and Arkansas don't play every year. But I was willing to negotiate that. Florida and and Arkansas and Auburn, if we just got three. If we just got Alabama and Ole Miss and Texas A&M as well. I can live with that. I can sleep at night with that. If I know that I get to go to Oxford every other year. If I know that Alabama's coming to town every other year. But that's not the case. It's because the greed in the pockets of Greg Sankey and company are the more important thing than fan experience, than tradition, and rivalries. Don't let them make you believe anything different. But coming up next, I want to get into the LSU side of things. Where does LSU come into play into this? Let's get into that coming up next. Well, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. The SEC, it's seeming like more likely than not, we've got a whole lot more discussion, a whole lot more votes to go, a whole lot more deliberation and debate before any of these games, you know, become official. But it's looking more likely than not that in 2024, the SEC is going to play an eight-game conference schedule with one permanent rivalry and seven rotating games. In that schedule, in that model, LSU would play Texas A&M. That would be their one permanent rivalry. Florida would play Georgia. South Carolina would play Kentucky. Alabama would play Auburn. No uh, surprise there. Also no surprise, Mississippi State would play Ole Miss. LSU, Texas A&M, Tennessee would play Vanderbilt. Oklahoma would play Texas. And Arkansas would play Missouri. So it's basically... That game you play on rivalry weekend, and then if you play an out-of-state team, like Florida plays Florida State or Georgia plays Georgia Tech or South Carolina plays Clemson, Kentucky plays Louisville, well, the ones without a home just play each other, like Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina, Kentucky. That's fine. You know, those games those those games need to happen. And, and that's fine. You know, Alabama should play Auburn. Ole Miss should play Mississippi State. Those, those games should be protected. But there were several teams, several – athletic departments that were very against a eight-game model moving forward. And LSU was one of them. And I have to say, I am so freaking proud of LSU for being against this. Because really, when you look at it, an eight-game conference schedule really is easier. It is. Because you're guaranteed more wins. And I say guarantee. It's not really necessarily a guarantee. But for a four-game non-conference schedule, you can schedule cupcakes and that you feel like are easy wins. Well, there you go. Now you're four. No, you got to just win two more conference games in order to become bowl eligible. It makes it a lot easier to blaze your trail to the college football playoff because you automatically, and I know I say automatically because 
It just, it seems easier that way. If you want to schedule cupcakes, you can. It makes it that much easier to get to a path to the college football playoff. One more SEC team in your way could be the difference between a college football playoff bid and not. One more conference schedule, conference game on your schedule rather, makes it so much more difficult for you to rack up those wins than it would in an eight-game conference schedule. This is the most competitive conference in college football. But I'm so proud of LSU for being against that. Because I think it just reiterates the fact that LSU is really not afraid of anybody. And it plays into the fact that LSU always schedules, it seems like, more often than not over the last 10 years. LSU has not made their schedules easy on purpose. LSU opens with Florida State this year. Same thing last year. The year before that, open with UCLA. 2018, they opened with Miami. 2016, opened with Wisconsin. Next year, they opened with USC. That's not easy. And that was a decision that the LSU Athletic Department made. Because they're not afraid of it. I look at Alabama's schedule, for example. Alabama every single year. LSU opens with Utah State. I'll give Florida credit here. They open with Utah. Alabama. Wait. No. LSU opened with Florida State. Florida State opened with Utah. Alabama opened with Utah State. It doesn't necessarily make you shake in your boots. Okay? I look at Georgia's schedules. Play Akron and Georgia Southern. No disrespect to those schools, but it doesn't necessarily instill the fear in my football program. So LSU being one of those teams, one of those athletic departments, one of the programs that was against this, because that's what I I view the eight-game schedule inevitably is an easier ride. It makes it easier for the Kentuckys and the Missouris and the Vanderbilts to become bowl eligible and to be able to turn that into revenue. Again, it's money-driven. Turn that into revenue to be able to use that to flaunt to recruits that we were bowl eligible, you know. But give me LSU Alabama over Vanderbilt and the Gasparilla Bowl, honestly. And I appreciate the fact that LSU prioritizes tradition and rivalries over money in an easier path. It's not easy to make the college football playoff. In a 12-game schedule, or excuse me, 12-game playoff, it's inevitably easier to make the playoff. In an eight-game conference schedule, it's even easier to get there. Nine games, nine conference games, that's a lot. That's hard. It makes your job much more difficult as players, as coaches. But LSU wasn't backing down from it, and I admire that. And I'm damn proud of LSU for that. Want to know one of the schools that was for an eight-game conference schedule? Alabama. Good for them. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. Locked on Ole Miss also has some words to say about this. Because I just cannot live in a world where LSU and Ole Miss do not play every single year. So we will talk with Stephen Willis of Locked on LSU later this week. But every day is tomorrow. We'll have a full breakdown of what Brian Kelly had to say at the SEC Spring Meetings. Happy almost June. Hope everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend. All of that coming up tomorrow and the rest of the week on Locked in LSU.